Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the S&P Global Ratings Agency is implementing new standards for state credit scores. They're called ESG. But are these new standards about credit rating or are they about a uh, political agenda? That's the question. And could they actually end up hurting the economy and local governments as well? To help us break all of that down, we're really thrilled to have joining us on the program today, Utah's state treasurer, Marlo Oaks, uh, joins us. Thanks so much for jumping on with us today. Thank you, Boyd. Uh, you had a great piece in the Wall Street Journal uh, that I thought really hit it on the head. But for uh, folks who aren't familiar with this ESG and what these credit ratings really are coming out of S&P Global, uh, tell us what those are and what these changes are. Yeah, so ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And it's really a, a, um, a scoring system that investors use. Uh, to determine how well a company is complying with uh, and basically an ideology. Um, and the reason I say that is because these are subjective factors, uh, subjective on two very important levels. One is who's deciding what the ESG factors are, and number two, who decides what the correct answer is to those factors. So, um, and it sounds seductively good, right? Who, who's against the environment and who's <laughs> right. against, you know, social issues and, and good governance? Um, but the problem is, is that, that they can be uh, manipulated to drive an outcome. Um, and, and that's where it becomes highly problematic. So with a traditional credit rating, you know, it's very quantitative. It's very cut and dry. Uh, it, it depends on really the the uh, finances of a state or or a municipality, whatever the uh, entity is, um, and, and the entity has control over that, right? And and we've always had uh, very conservative fiscal uh, management here in the state of Utah, and we have never been rated less than the top credit rating. So we're a triple triple A rated state, meaning the three credit rating agencies that rate the state of Utah give it the highest rating, AAA. And never have we had a rating below that. And what happened with S&P is that they decided we are going to create a different rating mechanism in addition to the credit rating. So this is separate from the credit rating. And it basically says, all right, we're going to look at all of the states and determine an ESG rating for each of them um, that is separate from the credit rating, but 
it can be used in the marketplace to determine the borrowing costs of an entity, including the state of Utah. And that's where I think it becomes very problematic because we could have we could still have the highest credit rating in the world. But if for some reason our ESG rating is low or lower, investors could point to that and say, well, yeah, Utah has the highest credit rating, but, you know, they really shouldn't get the lowest uh, borrowing rates in the market because of these ESG factors. And that's where it impacts all of us in the state because then our costs, our borrowing costs go up. Right. And as you look at that, uh, I think it's you can easily see how this can can spin out very quickly, even on something like in, in the environmental issues. Uh, and like you say, everybody says, OK, of course, we want to be good to the environment. We want to be careful stewards. Uh, this is why we live here. Uh, and and then you start doing some comparatives of uh, and you pointed this out in your Wall Street Journal piece that, uh, you know, the oil and coal and those things coming out of uh, out of Europe or Russia are you know, far dirtier uh, and far more harmful to the environment than anything uh, that is happening in, in the United States or in Utah specifically. Uh, and so no, I, no, that's exactly right. Yes. And in fact, uh, if we if we really cared about the global environment, we would want uh, U.S. natural gas to replace Russian natural gas that burns 41 percent dirtier mm. than our U.S. natural gas. Yeah. And so uh, take us through some of the other uh, two components there, the social and the, and the governmental factors there. What are they looking at on the on the social front as part of this equation? Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the one that that kind of uh, is to me just uh, shouts uh, uh, problematic is adverse publicity that results in reputation risk. And I tell people all the time, you know, when Utah has always had reputation risk from the very beginning, right? right? I mean, polygamy right. for heaven's sakes, right? Um, and, and, and now we're suddenly going to be subjected to mainstream media's view of, of Utah uh, that, that could lead to reputational risk. I mean, come on, this, this is crazy. It, it really takes it out of our control. And, and puts it into the hands of, of uh, people who are determining uh, the, the ESG score. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and it just shows on so many things where people have said, oh, you know, Utah has the, this, so you know, people are not going to move there, or businesses aren't going to come here, or people aren't going to come recreate here, uh, and they just keep coming <laughs> on all right. of those. But you yeah, can, exactly. But you can yes. see where – oh, go ahead. You, you can see where this kind of uh, scoring, though, could get to, to the real dollars and cents in terms of that investment – uh, or what we can even invest ourselves, because as you mentioned, uh, we might be paying higher interest rates because of that overall score. Yes, exactly. And 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 really, if you think about where this is going, uh, so the, the goal of these organizations, and when I say these organizations, they're international organizations that are driving to net zero carbon emissions. And and if we were to go there to today or even in the near future, we we really don't have a replacement for a, a source of energy. Uh, nuclear is is probably the cleanest, but but people don't want that for for whatever reason. Uh, and and so we talk about this transition. Well, what are we transitioning to? And, and if we don't have an answer to that, we're essentially talking about an 1800s lifestyle. Uh, think uh, living like the Amish. 
uh, and burning wood in our wood stoves. But that's even worse for the environment than than today, right? Right. <laughs> and, so, right. Um, and and you think about uh, uh, natural gas. Uh, that that's a, a fertilizer is a, a byproduct of or natural gas is used in the fertilizing uh, creation process. Um, so food, our food um, sources are impacted by this. Hospital supplies, so many of them are you know plastic based. Clothing, uh, you know, we have a ton of, of petroleum in in our clothing. Have we? invested enough in cotton and wool to replace the petroleum that would have to come out of our clothing. I mean, there, there are so many issues here and, yeah. and really uh, cheap, affordable energy is the foundation of a strong economy. Yeah. And, and we're seeing the impact of when we do not have enough capital going into this sector, what results, and we have high inflation yeah. uh, in, in our gas prices, and that is seeping through the entire economy, and it hurts those who can least afford it. Mm. Uh, that, that's a, one of the most insidious things about this. This yeah. is not helping average, everyday Americans. It's hurting them very badly. Yeah. Uh, so we, we really need to look at let's let's look at the cost of going ESG and and going to net zero carbon emissions. What's the cost to all of us for doing that? Yes, we we know that there may be some environmental costs, but that cost is going to be so much smaller right. than the cost of getting off of traditional energy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great insight. Marlo Oaks, Utah State Treasurer, a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. All of these things we got to factor in and get them straight. Uh, and uh, real grateful to Marlo Oaks is doing a fantastic job as Utah State Treasurer leading the way on an important, crucial conversation. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.